The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.
what is good everybody it is your boy pat the designer back at it again chicago how are y'all feeling today topic on the table today we got to evaluate these chicago bears we got to talk about where these bears are going man uh really just breaking down kind of the ins and outs of what we saw in the bye week where we think they're going to go on the other side of this thing we want to hear from you guys as well the call-in lines are open man make sure you like the video make sure you subscribe to the page because we do talk chicago sports weekly this is the only channel that's talking chicago sports how chicago talk so get in tune with us man i appreciate y'all for tuning in and rocking with us as always man uh, let's get into this, man. Let's get into this because this Bears team has a a it, it's it's a weird place. You know what I'm saying? We're in a weird place with our Bears team right now because to me, like I'm looking at this team, I'm looking at kind of where where they're they've uh, where the offense was, where the defense was, and at the bye week now, we're kind of seeing a little bit of an inverse uh, after that game versus the Steelers. And I think the interesting thing. When you're when you're looking at um, where the Bears end up at the end of this season and how everything is going to play out, especially with the players, you got to look at okay. Well, let's talk about you know what I'm saying. What what are we seeing from Justin Fields? And I would say in two weeks in a row, we've seen Justin continuously grow, continuously upgrade his decision-making, continuously uh, upgrade his accuracy, because even early in the year, even though Justin was getting killed at literally every single play, it was one of those where um, where where you, you look at Justin and you say, all right, well, let's see how this kind of goes. Let's see how this all is going to play out for you. And even in a perfect situation, he might overthrow. And that was the one thing you had to take into account. That was the one thing you had to look at and say, okay, Justin, like where where do we see where do we see the improvement coming here? Where where do we see your game going? Because for a couple of weeks there in a row, it was bad protection. There was a lot of bad uh, 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 um, a lot of a lot a lot of bad scheme. And I think that we're we're definitely going to get into, of course, Matt Nagy and all of all of his foolishness that goes into what he does. But what, if I had to evaluate the Bears, Baki was good. If I had to evaluate the Bears at the bye where would you put the bears right now where would you put the bears right now if you're evaluating them at the bye they're three and five the schedule's tough is it going to get better for them is the rest of the season going to get better for them is this season at any point going to be a game where or a, a season where you feel proud of what you saw. That's what you got to look at. That's a lot of what you've got to look at, man. Because I really think that as this as this season is progressing, like I, I look at where the Bears are and I look at how the offense is moving. You're getting David Montgomery back. You're getting uh 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 um you know, you've got a dual threat in Khalil Herbert back there now. You've got you. You're seeing uh, the the connection with Justin and Allen Robinson come together. You're seeing uh, uh, where the Bears can absolutely get themselves in a better situation offensively. Do you feel good about that? You know, it's it's weird. You know what I'm saying? Like, is there something to feel good about? That's kind of what you're looking at. Like, I don't think you can look at this season and say. Yes, the Bears are a success. They're three and five. You can't. 
But now the season is coming down to a dynamic of, okay, well, let's see kind of how uh, uh, and why, how and why the Bears can improve. And right now, that all lies on the shoulders of one guy. Well, I guess a few guys, but some of those guys we haven't seen. But you got to look at a guy like Justin Fields. Is Justin Fields improving? Where is Justin Fields improving? How is Justin Fields improving? Are the Bears going in the right direction? And is that something that you can feel good about as a Bears fan as this season's going forward? To me, I, I do feel good about it. And we want to hear from you guys as well, man. Call into the show, 855-908-5668. The contender phone lines are open. The contender where you're hearing uh, nonstop sports talk while you're on the clock, man. Uh, man, if you guys haven't downloaded the contender app, that's the contender with a K. Go check that out because that, that it's just constant sports talk. Constant, constant stuff. You hear me, John Zagul, a lot of guys like that on there. Um, Adrian in the chat, what's going on, my boy? No, I just, I, I look at this team as a... A conundrum right now, right? Because at three and five, as you look at the schedule going ahead forward, it's not like your schedule gets easier. You come back versus Lamar Jackson. Matt Nagy's awful versus the bye. There's a lot of bad that you can absolutely pinpoint. But as a Bears fan, can you feel good that there is good? As a Bears fan, can you feel good that there is some good that's happening with this team? I look at the good that's happening on the offensive side of the ball. I look at, now I'll say this, for three quarters, it was bad, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that, I think that scheme-wise, coaching-wise, uh, 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 three and six, you're absolutely right. I think scheme-wise, coaching-wise, and things like that, that's going to have to improve no matter what. That's going to have to improve no matter what. But can you get to the point where your offense or or at least Justin Fields and those young players that you think are going to be on this team, they're building that connection. At a minimum, you saw Darnell Mo- or you saw Justin Fields and uh, uh, Cole Komet build a connection. One we haven't seen all season. You saw Justin Fields and Darnell Mooney's connection continue. You saw Justin Fields and Allen Robinson's connection start to be a little bit of something. I'm not saying for this season either. Because there's a lot of things that after this season we think are going to change. You know what I'm saying? We heard about Matt Nagy, uh, Matt Nagy's replacement possibly being looked for. We heard about him being looked for heavily. You know what I'm saying? And so you have to you have to look at it and say, okay, well, let's see. What if Matt Nagy's not going to be here? Justin Fields understanding this scheme doesn't matter as much to me. Now I'm looking at the intangibles Justin has. Hey, is Justin learning how to read a defense? The scheme doesn't matter. The scheme doesn't matter on him reading the defense. That's him knowing, okay, this is cover two. Okay, this is cover three. Okay, they're single high. Okay, you know what I'm saying? That's Those are the things that you want to look at there. Because if, if Matt Nagy's replacement is indeed being looked at, that's to me, all right, are we seeing the improvement there? On the defensive side of the ball, I think we're seeing a lot of regression, but is there some pieces that you can see that you're saying you're seeing some improvement from? Are you seeing improvement from a Larry or, or from a, a Larry Moore, from a Roquan Smith, which is impressive to say? I would say we've seen Roquan improve on top of the all-star that he already was into that superstar level. Tana in the chat was good. The shy was good. Um you know what I'm saying? Like th- those are the those are the places where now it's like okay, not to say that you're in a situation where the season is over because as crazy as it is, it's not. You know what I mean? Are you coming back after this? You got what eight games left? Or three and six? You got eight games left. 
Can you go on a run? We've seen the Bears go on another losing streak, which I think is the last straw for Matt Nagy. That'll probably end up getting them out of here. I don't know if it'll – apparently it's not going to get Pace out of here. They're not going to stand on the uh, – tying these two together. But all right, that's cool. That's cool. You know what I'm saying? But is this going to be the thing that gets uh, – uh, uh, you know, is this is this the time – where even if they go on a run, now it's like, hey, let's see who we have next. Let's see who's going to be prepared for next season. Let's see how is Justin prepared for next season? What's going to be the next move on him, man? Because I think that I think that seeing the growth from these young guys, and, and, and it comes to the question, I think we got it in, in one of the lives last night where I was just doing a little Q&A. Uh, do you want to see Tevin Jenkins this season? Do you want to see Tevin Jenkins this season? Let's go out to the phone lines, man. We got people calling in already. I appreciate y'all for tuning in and rocking with us as always. Uh, let's go on out to the 703. What's going on, man? Hey, Jim. Hey, Jim. Um, just wanted to say, like, how I feel about the Bears. We see a lot of progression with the O-line, especially for who's been doing really well. Mm-hmm. I'm very happy with that. You're seeing some of the young guys that they have drafted come up. Um, I do see that there is regression on that defense, but moving forward, I think the offense, especially for this franchise, the offense is something to really look forward to, which as a Bears fan, especially since 06, I haven't been able to say that forever. <laughs> Listen, it ain't just you, dog. I mean, I've been a Bears fan since before 06. Hold on, because y'all, y'all couldn't hear my guy, man? Y'all couldn't hear him? Hold on now, hold on now, I'm trying to, uh, let me double check. No, I've been a Bears fan since before 06, dog, so it ain't just you, you know what I'm saying? It's it's one of those where, I appreciate you for calling in, man. It's one of those where um, uh, 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 it, I, I look at uh, um, where the Bears are, where the Bears are going, and to me it's, okay, how, how can they continue to get better? How can there be continuous growth on this team? And it's like he said, he see, I, we are seeing a little bit of growth. At least if you look at it, if you kind of break it down, you're seeing growth on the, on the run block side. Pass block is still a little iffy. It's getting better. I do like Larry Borum a little bit. I like seeing his game in there. I like seeing him being able to, to uh, uh, get out there and, and be a, a, a product for this team. But, you know, pass block – it's, it's still a work in progress. Run block, though, watch those boys run block. Watch those boys run block, and you know exactly, exactly who your team is offensively. And then you have an amazing, amazing up-and-coming caliber player in Justin Fields. That's where your difference comes in. You know what I'm saying? At this point in the season – you're just trying to figure out who your difference makers are. I'm not saying that the Bears should give up. If I'm evaluating the first half of the season, I'm going to be honest with you, I'm going to give it an F. Not based on last not based on last week. Yeah, last week they did better. But, I mean, it, it, it's still taking two. Like, your, your offense shouldn't reflect your season. And, it, I, I mean, I guess it should. I, let me take that back. Your offense does reflect your season. But – like how the Bears have been playing offensively is kind of reflecting their season. It takes a while to get it going. Now on the other side of this bye, we can see this offense explode. It seems like Justin Fields getting it. We can see this offense get to that next level. You know what I'm saying? Things like that. But you, 
you have to identify your difference makers at this point because I mean, if in all honesty, it, it may it might be Ryan Pace having to identify his difference makers at this point because the way it sounded, Matt Nagy will not be here. And here's a question I have for y'all too, man. Especially moving forward at the end of this towards the end of this season. I will give Pace credit on one thing that he has found those later round picks. I'll always give him credit for that. If you're a successful franchise, you want to have a guy in there that can find those later round picks. At the moment, I guess we're not. We're, I guess we've moved off the. We're giving Matt any credit on uh, drafting of Justin Fields. I haven't moved off of that, but but apparently we've moved off of that. You know, as a, as a city uh, that that we're giving uh, no credit to Matt Nagy on drafting Justin Fields. So here's the question: Are you okay with Ryan Pace picking your next head coach? Holti and uh, and P Kid have both said he's learned on the job. He's gotten better. Uh, I don't think he's learned how to manage a salary cap at all, which is the reason we have no money coming into this le- this uh, 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 upcoming uh, off season. Uh, I don't think that he's learned. Well, had no salary cap coming in, or no money coming into this season as well. I don't think that he's learned to manage uh, uh, um, the health of players. Uh, you know what I'm saying? We've seen him bring in some of those hurt guys. Maybe he's taking a chance on them a year early. I don't like that, though. You know what I'm saying? We saw Robert Quinn come in here. Now he's playing better. So all of a sudden, he's a feather back in Ryan Pace's cap. Um, but it seems like Pace is, is going to be the guy that's going to get the opportunity to to pick your next head coach. Based on what we're hearing now, this could all change by the end of the season. They could clean house, blah, blah, blah. Do you feel like Ryan Pace is going to be able to find that next guy, especially when his previous search led him to Matt Nagy. And we know, listen, this is the thing, right? This is the thing, right? When you're looking at Ryan Pace moving forward, when you're looking at him as as the guy, you know what it's going to be? We know who he is. He's going he's gonna to double down quickly. Right? Eddie Jackson, Eddie Jackson had a great season. He absolutely deserved the money he got, but he hasn't played that way since. Ryan Pace doesn't need you to prove it to him. Ryan Pace needs you to show him a glimpse. He'll pay you for it. Eddie Jackson got the paper. Tariq Cohen got the paper. You know what I'm saying? We know that if he gets a guy in here and a guy has one of those seasons where, yeah, listen, Matt Nagy had a great season this first year, right? 2018, coach of the year. Now we're talking about firing. So is is he – is it is it a matter of trust where you can trust him to go get the guy and properly evaluate it? That's that's the difference. That's the difference where where to me, when I look at Ryan Pace, he's quick to spend money. He's quick to take them shots. Everybody's excited because he's ballsy about what he does. By the way, uh, the Breeze, check out uh, the Breeze uh, promo code for Manscaped, twenty percent off on Manscaped.com. Check that out. He's ballsy when he's going in on that. He's got the testicular fortitude to go up and go after it, what he wants. It doesn't matter if it's wrong. I like the, the Chicago likes that he's a gunslinger with it. Chicago likes that he comes out and he's going to bet it all on his guy because he believes in it. That don't work if you're wrong. And he's been wrong. And he's been wrong. Can you trust him to make the right 
decisions moving forward. Now, I'm not going to say everything he's done is bad. I'm not going to say everything he's done is wrong. I'm not going to say that he hasn't had some hits in his in his career. Larry Borm looks like he's going to be a hit. David Montgomery is a hit. You know what I'm saying? There, there are absolutely some players on this team. Roquan Smith is a hit. Some building blocks that Ryan Pace went out and found. There's a lot of sifting through the dirt for that, though. Yeah, I'm saying there's a lot of sifting through the dirt for that. And I'm not trying to go back to 2018 with Mitch. I'm not trying to, you know what I'm saying? I want to know from this point on, from where we are now, from what we know about Ryan Pace, can you trust him to make that right decision? Right now in the chat, I'm seeing a lot of no's. Alexander says third time to charm. And Alexander, that's a good point. You know what I'm saying? Most guys get two coaches. I would say that that confirms what we all thought back in the day that uh that uh ryan pace did not have a say in the hiring of john fox i think that that's kind of what that comes down to that ryan pace at the end of the day did not have a say in the hiring of john fox because that's the only that's the only reason i can think that you would be like yeah you know we we've, we've watched this guy do it three times or we watched this guy mess it up twice now let's see if the third time's the charm we've watched this guy mess up our team and put us behind the eight ball especially coaching wise twice now let's see if third time's the charm so i'm just i'm just assuming that they they're basically saying hey look we we don't believe that uh uh um Ryan should take the hit for us interfering in his job. We thought he was a young GM. We didn't think that he was ready to, to make that big of a decision. We brought somebody else in. That's on us. That's the only thing I can think. That's the only reason I th that, that he could be getting a, a third coach. You know what I'm saying? Anthony chiming in here. He says, what's good, bro? No, they both have to go. Sorry, it just wouldn't make sense. How many more years do you give Pace to figure this out? He's 50-50 on draft picks and is horrible managing the cap. Now, here's the thing, right? Here's, here's my thing, right? 50-50 on draft picks is fine. This is what I want people to understand. 50-50 on draft picks is fine. When you don't have second and thirds because you or when you don't have first and seconds because you're in a you're in a position where, yes, I'm I'm trying to uh, 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 win now so I traded these picks for a player that's going to be an impact right that's when it's cool I'm fine with you being 50-50 on your draft picks if, if those draft picks are third, fourth, fifth and sixth that's when it's okay that's when it's okay for you to be 50-50 on those draft picks where we've seen him mess up has been the first and second round. And the part that is so infuriating to me, so infuriating to me, is that he's so quick to also trade away the draft picks that he's actually good at going out and getting. He's so quick to trade away those draft picks that he's actually good at. He's Jordan in the fourth, fifth, and sixth round. But he's got a lot of Dickie Simpkins in him in the in the first three. Yeah, you know I'm saying that's that's those are the things that that I look at and I say, you know, what I'm saying like, okay, it, and to me, it's not just draft capital. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, he he he's not the greatest draft. You know, you almost can say that that is fixable if you change out the people that are around you. You change out your scouts. You change out whatever it is. If you change that out, you can almost say that that is fixable. 
You can fix being bad at drafting. You can. You have to change who's around you. But you can fix that. What, what the problem that I have is Ryan Pace has continued to mismanage the salary cap. He's continued to take chances on players that are in the league currently that just don't pan out. And he's doing this in positions where you're setting your quarterback and your star players up to get killed. I hope Tevin Jenkins proves to be the best thing, the best left tackle in the NFL. But as of right now, you took a chance on a left tackle that has a bad back. As of right now, you took a chance on a left tackle that has a bad back. Larry Borum looks like he might be a piece. I hope he is. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that, that's, that's what it comes down to. I hope Larry Borum is a piece. But you were so thin at that position on the ball, one, because you didn't have the money to go out and get anybody, two, because you didn't have the draft capital because you had traded it all away to go get anybody for pieces that didn't end up working out. And so you had to go get Jason Peters off of his fishing boat and hope the guy didn't get himself ready in, in time for the season. I'm here for the fire, Nagy. Matt Nagy absolutely needs to go. Matt Nagy bamboozled everybody that's coming in here. He's not a good play caller. Bill Lazor has a ceiling. You saw Bill Lazor's ceiling. Bill Lazor's not putting his foot on the gas. and let Bill, La- Bill Lazor's like your aunt that drives 45 on the highway. Y'all know who I'm talking about? Y'all know everybody's got that lady, right? Everybody's got that one lady in their family that drives 45 on the highway. You know what I mean? And, 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 not, and in the left lane the whole way. Or in the right lane the whole way. The whole way. Just sitting in the right lane. Riding through. Cars are trying to merge in. She's almost killing you and the whole family. Bill Lazor's not going to put his foot on the gas until guess what? Oh, we got 10 minutes to get there. We're seven miles away. Now she's doing 90. That's Bill Lazor. That's the guy we that's the guy we saw last week. Didn't put his foot on the gas really until the game got out of way. Out of hand almost. You know what I mean? So to me, that whole offensive staff has to go. Even in the game where Matt didn't have his hands in in the pot. Even in the game, I want to hear from you guys, man. Call into the show, 855-908-5668, man. 855-908-5668. The contender phone lines are open. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, and 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 again, it's on Matt. To me, too many hands in the pot here. Too many hands in the pot. What are there? Five quarterback coaches in there? You know what I'm saying? Matt Nagy absolutely has to go. But as we're going through the rest of this season, can I trust Ryan Pace to not have his heart into the guys he's picked and be able to move on from them? Can I trust Ryan Pace to to be able to properly evaluate the guys he's picked? Because I'm going to be real with you. I'm a big believer that Matt Nagy helped Ryan a lot, a lot with these picks. 
I'm not saying that Matt Nagy's a head coach. I'm not saying that Matt Nagy's a great head coach. I'm not saying that Matt Nagy is 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 going out there dominating every night. You know what I'm saying? But what I will say is I believe that that Ryan Pace's draft uh, uh, acumen improved tremendously when Matt Nagy walked into the room and uh, was able to help him pick out some of those players. And we knew he wanted Justin. We knew he wanted Justin. Now, it does take Ryan Pace to have the cojones to go get Justin. I don't take that away from him there either. But the learning on the job, the okay, I'm with the learning on the job. I said Matt should have the opportunity to learn on the job. Guess what? He hasn't. He's gotten worse on the job continually. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I, I'm fine with Ryan learning on the job, but can I trust him to pick the right guy? Because he's shown to me that not only could he not pick the right guy, but he was so tied to having the right guy. The Bears are trying to be so much like the Steelers with the we don't have a ton of head coaches that they were too scared to cut ties with him. That's where I look at it and I see the problems that the Bears have. And so as we're moving through the rest of this year, hey, who's going to be those guys that stick out? Who are going to be those guys that are worth talking about? Who are going to be those guys that that Ryan's going to be evaluating? Because now it's on Ryan. Listen, you don't got nobody to hold your hand no more. Now it's you, big boy time. And are they going to bring in the panel to go hire the coaches? You know what I'm saying? Are they going to bring in the team of guys to go hire the coaches? Because I feel like that's how we came to Matt. That's how we got here. You got 14 dudes in a room. Like, at least, like, the one time Ryan Pace had the cojones to just go off and do it on his own, it's like you went and got Trubisky. You didn't even talk to Watson because you were so sold on Trubisky. And like I said, we're not going back to that, but that was the one time that you were you were looking to do something on your own, and it's the one time you shouldn't. Now, I think this is the time where, listen, you're the GM. I'm fine with you having a team. I'm fine with the McCaskies being in there, whatever it is. But you have to use your football knowledge to make this decision. It's on you now. So we've had this time to evaluate Matt. Matt's not going to work out. All right, we're moving on from Matt. Same way we moved on from Mitch. Matt got away from Mitch uh, uh, for a year. Let's what? The offense don't look no better. So now we know Matt Nagy's out. Now it's time to see, can Ryan Pace properly evaluate the talent that's here, the talent that he needs to retain, the talent that, listen, I mean, if we're being honest, is it, as we go through the rest of this season, the talent that you need to cut bait with while they're still talented? You went past the trade deadline with nothing to show for it. You went past the trade deadline with nothing to show for it. You got no draft capital back from it. You're hoping to get a first-round pick for Allen Robinson if Allen Robinson wants to leave. I don't see it. I don't think he'll he'll tender that kind of money with the kind of season he's having right now. But okay. Or not a first, what was a third, third-round pick, I believe. I don't think he'll tender that kind of money with the production he's had this season, but that's okay. If that's, if that's what you're looking to make work, I, uh, again, you're taking a shot in the dark. But there's a lot of pieces on this team, especially on the defensive side of the ball, that are not going to be here when you're good. 
They're just not. Unless you think Tevin Jenkins can step in day one, play one, say one, and be one of the best left tackles in the NFL, that offensive line is not going to be ready next year. And even if you want to see him this season, he's not going to be ready this season. You know what I'm saying? Like, like now, now I'm looking at the defensive side of the ball. Guys, I love. Guys, I love to see. But I absolutely think is if you're going to sell off something, start selling off some of those defensive pieces because you absolutely have to fix the cornerback position. I believe Kendall Vildor is, uh, has the highest targeted uh, passer rating of anybody in the NFL and uh, the highest completion percentage as well. How do you fix that without the picks? Khalil Mack's not getting any older. He's the guy that brings you the most the, the most uh, 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 draft capital right now in the defensive end. Akeem Hicks is somebody that's going to bring you some a little bit of draft capital, lower draft capital, but still draft capital. Eddie Goldman looks like he might actually be in there. He might be back in there. You know what I'm saying? Torian with the comment. Shout out to you, though. Did I read that wrong? 101.5, Torian saying. I might have read that wrong. I might have put that five. Y'all know I'd be messing up decimal places. You know what I'm saying? But you didn't move any of those guys. You, you're holding on to those guys for that one last run. For that one last run that you, that you think is coming. Let me tell you something. You never had the first run. You're looking for these guys to make one last run work. You never had the first run. You've got nobody to stand next to Roquan Smith. You've got nobody to stand next to Eddie Jackson. You've got nobody. You don't even know if you got Eddie Jackson. You've got nobody to stand next to Jalen Johnson, who looks like he's improving every week. This is an excellent comment here. That's the reality. Some of our faves might need to go. Some of our favorite Chicago Bears might need to go out of the building so that you can not only rebuild what you've got on the offensive side of the ball unless Tevin Jenkins turns into an absolute monster. But now you've got to rebuild the defense yet again. Now, I will say this. You're in a little bit better position, right? Because what if we always had to build on the offense? We've never had a quarterback. We've never I, – I, I honestly think that we honestly have never been this close to a quarterback. Whatever you think about Mitch, whatever you think that he was good, he was bad, he could play, he couldn't play, Matt Nagy ruined him, Mitch ruined himself. Mitch was serviceable. Mitch is serviceable. Not was. Mitch is serviceable. Probably put in the right position. I'm sure Nagy, Nagy had some effect on him, but at a certain point, a player's got to play. And so to me, I look at this and I say, you've got that position right. You've got a player that can play. 
even with Matt Nagy in there and Bill Lazor calling calling a very condensed kind of playbook, very simple, nothing crazy, nothing going up. Matt, Justin Fields can play football, y'all. We got one. We've got a quarterback. Justin Fields can play football. You got to fix the line around it, but I'll tell you what. You get the line too solid. Don't about to be the greatest line in the book. Solid. Good pass pro. Justin Fields can, can work with that. You know why? Because he's mobile. He's got the legs. He can get the job done. He can extend the play. So you've got to go into this season or finish out this season. I should say you're in this season. Finish out this season and identify who your pieces are. And I'm going to tell you this right now. If Justin Fields can get you to the playoffs with the pieces you have right now, clap it up for that man. Clap it up for that man. You know what I'm saying? If Justin Fields can fight to get you to the playoffs, that's great. But you still have to be careful. And again, this comes down to Ryan Pace. Is he going to be able to make the right decision? Is he going to be able to have the cojones to go out and say, okay, I have to fire Matt Nagy if Matt Nagy gets to the playoffs with Justin Fields? Because I'm going to be real with you. If the Bears continue to play like they played uh, uh, um, on on Monday night, I, I think I said Sunday a couple of times, on Monday night, let's look at the rest of the schedule. You absolutely might lose, might lose to the Ravens. Lamar Jackson's going to put up 30. I don't know if the Bears can do that. Then you have the Lions, Cardinals, and Packers. Vikings, Seahawks, Giants, Vikings. Now, I'm not saying they're going to go out there and beat all of them. I'm not saying that they're going to go out there and beat most of them. But Giants, Vikings, both Vikings games are winnable. Seahawks game is, well, Russ is back. Without Russ, it was winnable. With Russ, that might not be a winnable game. But you, you don't know. Cardinals game is winnable. Packers might be a time, but Justin, Justin feeling a little, you know what I'm saying? Like you don't, we don't know how the second half of this season is going to go, but even if they win, don't be fooled. If they get to the play, you better win a Super Bowl. You'd better win a Super Bowl if you're keeping Matt Nagy in this building. I don't care if they get to the first round, second round. You better win a Super Bowl. That's the only way Matt Nagy stays, in my opinion. We said this last year. Because guess what? Even if he gets it right, that doesn't mean it's going to sustain. Even if he gets it right, it doesn't mean he's going to be able to sustain it. It doesn't mean he's going to be able to continually do it.
And that's what I'm looking at as, as, as this season goes on, man. As I'm looking at how this season should shape up going through the rest of the way, you should be, uh, uh, let's see, Ravens game, that's probably an L. You're probably three and seven at that point, four and seven with the Lions. Cardinals to me is, is what's the weather here? You know what I'm saying? They're coming here. So what's the weather here? That's December 5th. If there's snow on the ground, that might be one of those games where actually you can say some fair weather. Yeah, I mean, at Lambeau, that's going to be probably an L. That's five and eight. I always think that the Bears have an opportunity to beat the Vikings because I've seen them do it so much. So I'm going to say six and eight. Seahawks game, Russell Wilson, that's probably an L, six and nine. And I think they can finish out the season with two dubs, seven and nine. Even if you don't make the playoffs, that's still second place in the NFC probably. Even if you don't make the playoffs, that's still second place in the NFC. You have to have the eye. If we're truly moving on from Matt Nagy, if we're truly moving on from him, but we're keeping Ryan Pace, Ryan Pace, you have to be able to look at what you're seeing on the field, pick out the guys that you like, and brush the rest of them aside. Because what what do we know? We're Bears fans. Look, I got 36 inches of bear head back here. Got the Bears merch on, the Breeze Bears merch. You know what I'm saying? We know. We know. We know. They'll spin it and say we were still second place. We weren't first. It wasn't the season that we wanted to, but that's still second place in a tough division. We still beat the Vikings two times. And at a certain point, maybe you upset somebody and you get the eight and eight. The question is, is Ryan Pace going to be able to see the, the, the consistent mediocrity? The consistent mediocrity. Wasn't it Pace that said that they were, or, or was it George who said they're mired in mediocrity? Was that George or was that the Cubs? Oh, no, that was the Bull. Was that the Bull? Man, we've been, we have been tormented as a city, Chicago. I can't even remember which team said it. I think it was I think it was George. I think it was George for the Bears that we are mired in mediocrity. And guess what? Is that Phil? That was Phil Emery that said that? Was that Phil Emery? Oof. Really went back on that one, didn't I? Torian said it sounds like Sylvie. You, you have to look at this as an opportunity to improve your team. And I'll tell you this right now. The NFL, you can flip it in one season. You have the quarterback. I, I 100% wholeheartedly believe you have the quarterback. I think that if you can put things around him, I, I, and I believe that you have a quarterback that is a, an above-average quarterback, a cream-of-the-crop kind of quarterback, a quarterback that no matter what is around him, he's going to be able to play well.
And so now it's now it at a, essentially you have the hardest part that you've never done before. Everything else is blueprinted. Guess what? We know running backs, we know linebackers, we know defensive backs, we know we, everything else is blueprinted. But we've never had that quarterback. That's the one piece we couldn't find. We found that now. Now everything else you can go back and look and be like, these are the guys we want. This is we need this here. We need because we've done this before. So I'm willing to be fine. I'm willing to be fine with, uh, uh, um, you know what I'm saying, uh, uh, Matt Nagy being gone. I'm, I, hey, look, it didn't work out. I can't, I can't defend him anymore. I haven't defended him all season. It, he's, he's regressed in many ways. But I'll tell you this much. Ryan Pace has to be way better. Shout out to Richard from Vancouver, man. I love getting hellos from all over the place, man. Ryan Pace, it's your time to make a move, man. It's your time to figure out. Let's see if you've learned on the job. I I gave Ryan Pace the opportunity. I gave Mitch Trubisky the opportunity. Let's see if you have learned on the job. Let's go back out to the phone lines, man. Heading out to the 920, talking to a P1. Robert Schwartz is on the phone. Robert, what's going on, man? What's good, Pat? How we doing? I'm all right, man. How you doing? Um, I could have been all right Monday with, with Bears victory, but you know what? In my eyes, we won, and the rest screwed it. They got to get rid of this ridiculous taunting penalty. And how you took Two touchdowns Absolutely. And I think we need, need to go get one of these elite receivers, bring back Allen Robinson, you know, paying uh, two or three years, because that country, what he, he had with Justin Fields Monday, I like to see that address, you know, years to come. Yeah. And the three, three head, head coaches I want to see, I want to see the guys from Buffalo. Uh, you talking? You talk about Shanahan? I don't think he's leaving. No, I feel you, Robert. 
I definitely feel you, man. I appreciate you for calling in as always, man. I always appreciate you for tuning in and listening to me, man. All right, stay safe out there. All right, man. Yep. Yep. All right, man. You're definitely gonna be live for the live call, man. Absolutely. Uh y'all tune in with that as well. Um, you know, I I as far as as far as the next head coach, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna be real with you. Like we always say uh let's go get whoever the offensive guru is right let's go get what we do before we got when it got Wani. we went and got uh we went then we went back defense oh let's go get lovey gotta go the other way and then we went and we went and got uh an offensive guy again let's go get mark tressman he's he's innovating an offense let's go get mark tressman and then we went back and we went and got another offensive guy let's go get matt nagy Oh, I'm sorry. No, we went the other way again. I skipped one. John Fox. Let's go get John Fox. Then after that, let's go get Matt Nagy. Let me tell you this. And I've said it on the show many times. I don't need the next best offensive thing. I don't need the new shiny offensive head coach. I don't need, I need the guy that's going to, Put guys in place to consistently be successful. You know why Justin Fields looked so good when he had uh, Bill Lazor just running the show by himself? As much as I think Bill Lazor is capped on his offensive efficiency, efficiency, guess what? He didn't have Matt Nagy in there running his hands in it. The guys that are successful are usually the guys that let people do their job or they're the ones that do their job. The guys that are successful are usually letting people do their job or they're the ones that do their job. What I mean by that is as much as P kid might say that Bill La- or uh, 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 Bill Belichick's son calls plays, I would call cap. And by the way, Chris is right. My math was definitely off. I said 79, 8, and 8. That would be uh that would be 7 and 10. It could be an 8 and 9, or it could be an 8 and uh, you know what I'm saying? A 9 and 8, you know what I'm saying? He's right. He's absolutely right. That's why I threw that up there. Um to to me, you know what I'm saying though? I'm I'm looking at it as find me the best guy that's gonna put put people in place to be good. Heck, Chris Tabor should absolutely be getting an interview for your head coaching job because he's already in the building. He already knows how most of these players tick. He already knows how most of these players play. And guess what? He let the people do their job. I don't need you to be the crazy good offensive coordinator that 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 uh, 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 has invented a completely different offense, which, by the way, is the exact same as Andy Reid's offense or is the exact same as Matt Mc- Mike McCarthy's offense or is the exact same as Kyle Shanahan's offense. But what he do, he changed the names of the plays. I don't need you to go find that guy. Don't find me the shiny new toy. I don't even need the dude with head coaching experience. That, you know what I'm saying? That's what we. That's the other thing we keep hearing. The Bears want to go find somebody with head coaching experience. If he's got head coaching experience, guess what? Pro- what it probably means he was a head coach. Then he was fired as a head coach. Why do we want that guy? There's not a lot of Super Bowl champions sitting on the sideline that are still trying to be coaches. Or whose emails haven't leaked.
there's not a lot of head coaches who are sitting on the sidelines that are the keys to a team being successful. You know why? Because those guys usually aren't sitting on the sidelines. So don't tell me we have to go find the guy with head coaching experience because the guys with head coaching experience probably aren't that good. Go find me a guy that's going to be the best leader of men and that's going to put people in a position to be successful on a consistent basis. That's what I want. That's what I want. I don't want to see, I don't want to see, you know what I'm saying? The, the That's how we got John Fox in the building. That's how John Fox got in the building. And I'm not saying, I'm going to be honest with you, I'm not even saying that John Fox really did a bad job with the Bears. He had to reestablish an entire culture. He had to reestablish everything that anybody on that team had learned and retrain their brain like, no, that's not how a football team works. Because Mark Trestman was in there playing with his Yoda dolls in the back of the room trying to teach football players how to play football. And I want y'all to hear what I'm saying. Like, best leader of me. I, I like Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore is not a bad name, right? This is the thing. Can he lead men? Can he be a leader of men? Can he go out there and consistently put guys in a position to be successful? And I'm not talking just at the offensive coordinator position because you know what? If maybe he's trying to get his hand or, or you know what I'm saying? Like, y'all know what I'm saying? Like, it's about putting people in a position to be successful. It's not about you. And we know where Nagy is, right? We know, we know, you know what I'm saying? We thought he was this humble guy, always wanted. We knew exactly who Matt Nagy was when he came out and he said, he didn't say, Bill Lazor, you did a great job. He said, hey, I'm the head coach. That's real. I'm the head coach. Hey, buddy, buddy, look at me. Look me in the eyes here. I'm the head coach. That's real. That's where you have your conflict at with Matt Nagy in the building. Because he's not looking to put people in a position to be successful. He's looking to make himself be put in a position of success. So if Kellen Moore can come in and he can do it and he can lead men and put people in a position of success, that's fine. If, if uh, Brian Dayball can do it, if Chris Tabor can do it, I don't care who it is. But the thing is, are you going to let people do what they are supposed to do? Are you going to let guys do their position? I'll, I'll say this. The reason I said Chris Tabor absolutely deserves an interview because the game that he came in and he coached that game, guess what he probably didn't do all in practice? He probably wasn't going over to uh, Bill Lazor and said, hey, uh, Bill, you know, we've had this play on special teams for quite some time now, and I absolutely think that it would work with the offense. Oh, you know, Sean, I understand that you've been trying to get this defense together all year, but you know what? I, I'm just saying, I just hope that you could run this play that we run on punt team. No, he probably stayed with his special team guys. Gave them some coaching for the week. Let the special teams coaches who were filling in for him do what they do because guess what? They know how to do their job as well, and he let everybody work. 
You let your people make you look good. You know what? The Super Bowl champion coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers said, he's like, I don't know why I keep getting all this credit for being this offensive guru. I don't even go on offensive meetings. Y'all need to be looking at the staff over there. Go talk to them. I'm not even sitting in offensive meetings. Bear Forever with the super chat here, man. Shout out to Bear Forever. Uh, appreciate that, man. He said, so with all that said, if you were making the call, who is the Bears' next head coach, Pat? If I'm making the call, I haven't seen – I haven't seen enough. I would put Brian Dayball on that list, um, but I haven't seen – you know what I'm saying? Like, I haven't seen what he's done with an entire team. Um, I would, I would, I'm going to be honest with you. I would look at Chris Tabor heavily. I would look at Chris Tabor heavily because I've seen it. I've seen it work. Uh, I think that you would have to, uh, uh, evaluate what kind of staff he's going to bring in. Cause I think that you absolutely have to get Bill Lazor out of that seat. Not to say that Bill Lazor is an awful, uh, play caller, but to me, I look at Bill Lazor as a guy with a ceiling. I look at him as a guy that's all right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He, he's going to get me 200 and. 50 yards. That's just what he is to me. You know what I'm saying? He's going to get you 250 yards. I would, uh, I would, I would look at Brian Dayball and, and, or Brian Dayball. I, I would look at Brian Dayball too. I think you have to look at all those options, but I've seen Chris Tabor at least in one week seem like he was just the guy that had to manage the timeouts. I saw him manage timeouts well. See that seemed like he was the guy. And I'm not saying he should be. I'm saying that you have to take that look. But a lot of those other guys, that, that's that's different. Dayball's different. Dayball might come in, and he wants to do things the complete offensive way. Is, is Ryan Pace going to like that? Because Ryan Pace likes to build defenses. Is it going to be a defensive guy that comes in next? That's, go, that's going, you know what I'm saying? Um, so, but I just, I, I, it, it's, not, it's not as simple as just like, you know, this is, this is what, this is what the qualifications for a head coach are. At a minimum, can you lead a bunch of dudes and let them do their job? Because Matt Nagy does not have that ability. That's the biggest thing for me. Matt Nagy does not have that ability. Shout out to Nate T for the Super Chat. The greatest leaders know when to consult those smarter than themselves. Yeah, and Matt Nagy's just going to consult Andy Reid. You know what I'm saying? Matt Nagy's just going to consult Andy Reid. Leftwich, Byron Leftwich, absolutely is a, is a good name too. And, and he's a good name to me because of what Bruce Arian said. Peyton Manning, nah, I'm cool. I appreciate y'all for tuning in and rocking with me, man. As always, man. Listen, are y'all going to be on the Bulls live call? We're going to have that cracking at about 7 o'clock. Um... So tune in with that, man. We got a lot of content coming y'all way. Uh, drop the Bulls video reacting to the uh, to the uh, uh, um, Bulls versus Nets game. Um, so check that out as well, man. And then, I mean, listen, the the biggest thing, the live event was so dope, man. It was so cool to see all of y'all out there, man. See all of y'all, uh, everybody who came out there and rocked with us, man. We appreciate all of y'all for tuning in and rocking with us. As always, man, to continue watching our Chicago sports content, check the links in the description below. It's your boy, Pat the Designer, back at it again.
Ryan Pace, keep your eyes open, brother. You know what you need to do. Hey, yo, Chicago, y'all stay safe out there, man. I see y'all for this Bulls live call. Peace. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.